Greetings, greetings. This morning, it's been a great week. It's been a great week. I was I was just standing over here thinking about some of the things that's happened this week. Uh, we had the privilege, believe it or not, our building is under construction, all right? So I get a phone call this week. Someone wants to get married. So we did a wedding in the church under construction this week. <laughs> Interesting thing about it was when we were in the shopping center, we did a wedding when we were under construction at the shopping center. And so I told those, I told uh, uh, Sarah and Junior, I said, listen, I said, guys, you guys will go down as part of the, you know, the, the legacy and the history of this church getting married while it's under construction. And uh, you never know what a day is going to bring. Never know, okay? We're going to turn and look at some verses of Scripture here uh, this morning. Uh, and it's found in uh, Second Chronicles, I believe. Let's say Second Chronicles. You know, usually I do my, usually I've got my messages and I bring them here and it's like, you know, like all together. This is like the entire series, okay? It's like 65 pages of notes and I'm going through, I'm trying to find exactly where it's at. So here it is. It's First Chronicles chapter 29. We're going to look there. First Chronicles chapter 29, verse number three. And uh, I've been talking about, as Jesse made mention talking about five levels of giving, and uh, today we're going to talk about part four, level four giving, and that is progressive giving. Uh, let me read these verses of Scripture, and maybe we'll just do a very, very quick review of what we've talked about so far. First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 3, and uh, this is David, okay? He says this, and now, King David, and now because of my devotion to the temple of my God, get this, I am giving all of my private treasures of gold and silver to help in the construction, that's of the temple. And this is in addition to the building materials I've already collected for his holy temple. I'm donating more than 112 tons of gold from Orpha, Orpha and 262 tons of refined silver to be used for overlaying the walls of the buildings and for the other gold and silver work to be done by the craftsmen. Now then, who will follow my example and give offerings to the Lord today? And then the family leaders, the leaders of the tribes of Israel, the generals and the captains of the army, the king's administrative officers all gave willingly for the construction of the temple of God. They gave about 188 tons of gold, 10,000 gold coins, 375 tons of silver, 675 tons of bronze, bronze 3,750 tons of iron. They also contributed new, numerous precious stones, which were deposited in the treasury of the house of the Lord under the care of uh, Jehiel, a descendant of Gershom. The people rejoiced over the offerings, for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord, and King David was filled with joy. Uh, here's a, just quickly a, a brief summary of some of the things we've talked about. We said this, everything belongs to God. We are simply managers of everything that's God. God is the creator. He's the maker. He's the owner of all things. And I've been talking to you about this idea of three levels of giving. The first level was this. It's just being consistent, okay? Level one. 
I was just talking to Debbie this week. I said, if, if every Christian would just move up to level one giving, it's giving something consistently every single week to the program of God. And, and it could be a dollar, $2, $5, $10. It could be any amount, $100, a it could be whatever. Consistently, here's the deal. We, you decide. I decide for myself the amount that we'll, we will give consistently, whether I'm at church, whether I'm on vacation or whatever, that it's consistent every single time that I receive some type of increase in my life. That's level one giving. Then I talked to you about level two giving. That was designating some kind of a percentage of your income or increase to give every single time you receive it. It might be a half a percent or 1% or 2% or 5% or 6%. What It's some kind of a percentage because it is a step of faith to, to say, I'm going to give Every week, I'm going to share in the responsibility of, of ministry, and God wants us to give cheerfully. And as we plant, if we plant a little, I've, I've given scriptures to support this throughout. If we plant a little, we'll harvest a little. If we plant a, a, a great crop, we will have a great, a, a great harvest before us. Because what we plant, our, our harvesting will always be in proportion Two are planning. Last week I talked about level three giving, and that was tithing. Jesse mentioned that. The tithe is the tenth. I talked to you last week that tithing does this. It predates the law. Abraham, after he had won a great victory, that Abraham went and he, and he tied to the priest Melchizedek. It was also given in the law of God. And then even after the law, God talked about it, tithing in, in Malachi chapter 3, to bring all the tithe into the storehouse. And then he said he will open the windows of heaven for us and he would pour out a blessing that we could not contain. I told you last week, don't focus on the curse, focus on the blessing. And that's what the devil wants us to do. The devil wants us to, to tell us that we're cursed and, and everything is, 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 is nothing is going to prosper, nothing is going to uh, grow or, or come to fulfillment or come to harvest. Concentrate on the blessing of God because God, because God has given us that, uh, God has given us that to stand on. And so this week, let's get into this. Let's get right in because last week I talked, I did a lot of talking about review. And so today I want to talk to you about level four giving, progressive giving. Okay. You say, what is that? Progressive giving is this. It's giving over and above the tithe. You're sitting there this morning, you're watching online, and you say, you know what, Pastor Bob, I can't even afford to give the tenth. Why in the world do you think I could give over and above the tithe? That's progressive giving, okay? Get this, first point, write this down. Make a mental note of it. Progress comes at a price. Turn to your neighbor right now and tell them, progress comes at a price. And progress is getting more pricey all the time. <laughs> progressive believers have already, I told you it's over and above the tithe, okay? So progressive givers are already tithing. You say, I want to step up to level four. It's impossible to step up to level four unless you're at level three, okay? But progressive believers have experienced the blessing that comes from tithing. 
They see beyond where they're at right now. And a lot of times, the reason that we don't give is because we can't see past the place where we are right now. We say, I am in a financial mess, and I'm not going to get a $5 check from, you know, Wells Fargo. And so why in the world should I get? But progressive believers know this. They know that God has never let them down before, and they can see beyond the place that they are right now. They've, they've witnessed this fact. You cannot outgive God because God blesses the, the generous. I talked to you about that a few weeks ago. Progressive think, people know how to get things done. Progressive believers understand that, that progress comes at a price, and they want to be part of that. We're building a new building at 2811 Rock Quarry Road. And, you know, I did this wedding the other day, and these folks didn't know where the church was. I said, just drive down Rock Quarry Road. Just turn there at Grindstone and go about less than a half a mile on the left. You can't miss it. It's the only thing under construction in that whole area. But it's wonderful to think about we're going to have a new building. You know, we're going to, we're going to be able to stop setting up, tearing down every single week that we've been doing for years upon years and years and years and years. But progress always comes at a price. But progressive believers know this, that God is the source. God is our source. You are not your own source. God is our source today. Everybody wants progress today. But a progressive ministry and a progressive mission and a progressive project calls for people that are progressive and that are willing to give to the ministry. They're willing to give to the mission. They're willing to give to the project because they've got a vision today. You know, a funny story. One Sunday, a preacher was speaking on, on what it would take for the church to become better. How many of you guys would like for the church to be better? You say, well, Pastor Bob, we wish you were a better preacher, but <laughs> that's all part of it, all right? And so the preacher's up talking about the church, how the church can get better. And the pastor says, if the church is going to be better, it must take up its bed and walk. The congregation said, let it walk, preacher, let it walk. He, he was so fired up by the response. He said, the church, if the church is going to be, get better, it must throw off all of its hindrances and it must learn to run. The church got so fired up. Let it run, preacher, let it run. He said, if the church is going to become great, it must take up wings and fly. The people were inspired. They said, let it fly, preacher. Let it fly, preacher. And the preacher even got louder. He said, if this church is going to be going to fly, it's going to cost money. And the people said, let it walk, preacher. <laughs> let it walk, preacher. A progressive project will cost come at a price. In the Old Testament, understand this. The Holy Spirit dwelt in a place in the wilderness, the, Holy, the Lord commanded the people, while they're in the wilderness, to build a portable tabernacle. You say, what was that? It's a tent. <laughs> portable tabernacle. And so they built this thing. They constructed that thing. And part of it was, was, was a place, the Holy of Holies, in this tent. And this is the place that the Holy Spirit dwelt in. 
and they would carry that thing from place to place, and, and, and the, the, the cloud would lead them by day and the pillar of fire by night, and then when it would hover over a place, they would stop and they would construct that tabernacle in that place. They would set up that holy of holies, and the Holy Spirit would come and dwell in that place. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit dwelt in the tabernacle in a place. This portable tabernacle was used for, get this, we, we get a little impatient sometimes. You ever get impatient? I, I'm impatient. I'm too, I am too, Raymond. They use this portable tent, this portable tabernacle. Get this, 486 years. <laughs> I've been part of a, church, a few church building projects. It's like, is this church ever going to get done? You know, I know you're feeling that way about 2011 Rock Quarry Road. 486 years. But when David became king, David looked around. He said, I got a beautiful palace. And he was grieved in his heart because he knew that God deserved a better place to be worshipped than a tent. Here's what David knew. David knew that progress came with a price. So he decided to build God a permanent temple for the Spirit of the Lord to dwell in. For the work of the ministry. God was pleased with the idea, but God spoke to David through the prophet Nathan, and he said this, David, it's not for you to build it because you've been a man of war. You've shed a lot of blood, but your son Solomon will build the temple. David said this. David didn't throw a fit, but David said this, Alex. He said, if I can't build it, he said, I will gather the, the resources, I will gather the materials, so my son Solomon, God said, your son Solomon is going to build that. And he gathered, began to gather all the things in advance. He began to seek a progressive offering. And in fact, the Bible says this, I, I, I mentioned this a moment ago when I read it, it said that David gave all of his private treasures David literally gave everything that he had. He gave an offering that was over and above the tithe to build the temple. Why? Because David knew that progress comes at a price. Point number two, a progressive giving is a powerful example. Progressive giving is a powerful example. There's nothing worse, I want to I say this right off the bat, There's, and I say it to you here today, and I say it to everyone online, I say this to, to pastors, I say this to church leaders, there's nothing worse than a preacher that won't tithe. I was talking to a young preacher this week about, about he was transferring to another district, and I said, listen, he said, well, I've been a little lax, I've been a little bit lackadaisical, I said, listen, it's a big deal. It's a big deal because if you won't tithe, how in the world are you going to stand before your people and preach tithing? I had a preacher tell me one time, he said, well, the reason we don't tithe is because if something breaks down in the church, I'll have the money to fix it. You got it all wrong, preacher, because you think you're the source. God is our source today, okay? And so God has commanded, I, I talk, I've talked to you about this the whole this whole this whole series. There's nothing worse than a preacher who preaches on giving, but he refuses to give. David didn't just give occasionally or consistently. David didn't just give a percentile or a tithe. David gave an extravagant, progressive offering to the Lord.
And here's what he did. Then he challenged the leaders to give because a progressive offering and progressive giving is a powerful testimony and a powerful example to other people. He, and the lead, here's what the leaders did. The scripture says this. They begin to give generously. They begin to give extravagantly. They gave a progressive offering for the building of the temple. The common people saw it. They saw the king do it. They saw the leaders do it. The common people got so excited. The Bible says this. They began to give a progressive offering because they got it. They understood it, that progress comes at a price. They knew it today. And they gave a generous, extravagant, progressive offering over and above the tithe. Why? To build the temple. It was a powerful example. And at 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 9, I'll read it again, says this. After the people, says this, the people rejoiced over the offerings. For they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord, and David was filled with joy. The progression offering was given of their own will. The progressing, progressive offering was give free, given freely. It was given of their own heart. It was given with joy. It was given because they were progressively minded. They were forward thinking. And then they be, David celebrated. The leaders celebrated. The common people celebrated. And here's what happened. There was more than enough to build the temple of God. Here's what God does. God uses faithful and progressive people to get things done. And a lot of folks are waiting on someone else to step up, up to the plate, but many times God is dealing with us to give an offering over and above the tithe, to give it freely and willingly, to give it generously, to give it because we have got a vision. I met a man once, I knew a man one time, his wife talked to me. She said, you know, my, 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 my husband's got a big problem. I said, what's the problem? He said, my husband in his business just doesn't want to tithe on the profits. He wants to tithe on the gross receipts of the business. I said, man, that's ridiculous giving is what that is. I said, that is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. So I sat down with a guy, and I told the guy, I said, you know what? I said, you really, the Bible doesn't call for that kind of giving, you know. It's to give on the profits. He said, I feel like God wants me to give on the tithe on the gross receipts. I said, well, if God, if God's telling you that, and God wants, and you want to do it, and it's of your own free will, go ahead and do it. Let me tell you this, that God exponentially blessed that man and his, man and his wife. Exponentially blessed them. The final thing I want to talk to you about today is this. A progressive offering will fund progressive ministry. A progress, everyone wants to be part of a successful church. Everyone wants to be part of a successful business or no, successful ministry. We want to be part of that, okay? And, but, but a pro progressive offering and a progressive people realize this that it it's going to require progressive giving because a progressive offering will fund progressive ministry. It can be used to build a church. It can be used as an offering for the mission field. A few years ago, Alan Tano, how many of you guys know Alan Tano? A few of you guys know Alan Tano. Alan Tano uh, was a guy that 
came to our church over at Solid Rock Family Church in Jeff City. When I was there, I was on staff over there. Him and his wife came in there. God winds up calling him into ministry. He was originally from the Ivory Coast of Africa, and God dealt with him. His wife was from, I believe, Columbus, Ohio, and God began to deal with them about going to back to Africa as missionaries. And he began to deal with his wife first. He began to deal with Jada first. And, and Jada said, Alan, I think God's calling us back to Ivory Coast. And Alan looked at her, Jada, and he said, Jada, he said, you're not from the Ivory Coast. You don't realize the conditions of living in Ivory Coast, what it's all about. You don't realize what it's like living in third world country. She said, God is dealing with me about it. They began to pray. God began to deal with them about becoming missionaries to Ivory Coast of, of, of Africa. And so they wound up going there. And Alan came to our church one day. This was several years ago, probably not, might be one person that was here when they came. It's a long time ago. They came to our church. We was at the American Legion, and they talked about building churches in Ivory Coast. And here's what God told me. God said, build them a church. Build them a church. And you know what the, the devil says? You ain't even got your own church. Why would you want to build them a church? Build, you, wait till later. Wait till it's more convenient. That's what God tells us about our giving. Wait, Yeah, Pastor Bob's got a good idea, but let's wait till it's more convenient. A progressive offering comes from people that can see past where they're at right now. So we said, okay, I, I made up my mind. Alan preached. We was going to build him a church. Church got over. And, uh, well, in fact, Alan was up there preaching. I'm thinking in my mind, I know my dad went to Philippines and built a whole bunch of churches over there for like $5,000 a piece. And we could probably build one in Ivory Coast for $5,000. So Alan's up there preaching. He's up there talking and going. He's going to cost $10,000. And God's go, don't worry about it. I got it. Don't worry about it. Give the money. So we agreed. We agreed. $10,000. Told Alan, we're going to build that church in Ivory Coast. And they went, they're going to buy five acres, build the church. Do you know within 30 days all that money came in? Over and above the tithe. We did not have to dip into the tithing at all. And $10,000 came in. Why? Because progressive offering was given. A progressive offering funds progressive ministry. It can be used to plant churches. It can be used to help the homeless. It can be used for benevolence, for the needy, and, and, and for the poor. It can be an offering for widows and orphans and to send kids to camp or for, for a Bible college or for youth ministry or for bus ministry or for children's ministry or for the campground that we've got down at Steelville, Missouri. God promises to bless progressive givers, but we've got to be willing to give. God will bless the gift. God will return a blessing to the giver. The blessing will be in proportion to the gift because Luke chapter 6 verse 38 says this, give and you will receive. Your gift will, be, will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Pro -pro Progress today. Progress comes at a price. Progress comes at a price. We all want progress 
We all want to be part of a progressive ministry. We want to be part of a progressive mission. We drive past big, gigantic, beautiful buildings, okay? We got the crossing over here in Columbia. They, their first building cost them $7 million. Then they, did, then they did their second part of the building at $15 million. That's $22 million, okay? I'll tell you this. A progressive project calls for a progressive offering. Okay, and so God has challenged us to build a building at 2811 Rock Quarry Road, and it's a progressive project. I look at I look at the gross receipts for our church for a year, and I a lot of times I say, God, I just don't know how. But I know this that that people are are, are going to come on board and say we want to be part of that. We realize that progress comes at a price, and we want to be part of that. And as Debbie and I give, and I've already told you that Debbie and I are some of the largest contributors and givers at Life Rock Church, and we want you to follow our example because God is dealing with us to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we talk all the time about building a building, okay? And uh, the building is not an end within itself. The building is a home base. That's what it is, Okay. It's a home base. It's a place where we can come together. It's a place where we can preach the gospel. It's a place where we can give free stuff away to people, and we've done that before, and we've ministered to all kinds of people throughout the community when we're at the shopping center, and and we're going to be doing that again. And it's absolutely incredible to help other people and to bless other people and to to feed and clothe, clothe hungry people. And to build churches and, and, and throughout the world and to support our missionaries in, in uh, China and in, in uh, Europe and in South America and, I, you know, various, various parts of the world. But progress comes at a price. And progressive funds progressive, fund progressive ministry. And so I, I challenge you to become part of that. I wanna, I'm going to close with this story today I'm, in, in conclusion. Uh, J.C. Penney, how many of you guys go to J.C. Penney, okay? Anyone here go to J.C.? Okay. Um, J.C. Penney was a real person, okay? He wasn't like Mickey Mouse. He's a real person, okay? That actually, actually he actually existed. J.C. Penney was his name. And um, he was a young, as a young man, he owned a chain of dry goods stores called the Golden Rule Store. But in the, 18, in the early 1900s, he experienced financial, a lot of financial success, and his stores flourished, his stores prospered. However, you know, in, in 1929, the Depression came along, and J.C. Penney literally lost everything, including not only all of his worldly possessions, but he nearly lost his mind because of the bankruptcy that he was facing. So here's what he did. He checked himself into a sanitarium because he was having a lot of mental problems. So he went there for treatment, for his depression. He went there. One day, he passed the chapel, and he heard a group of doctors and nurses singing an old hymn that was entitled, God will take care of you. Maybe we need to revive that old hymn. God will take care of you. 
And so he went into the chapel. He heard the minister preach on the Bible verse, Come unto me, all of you who labor and are heavy laden. And although he was raised with Christian values, he had never accepted Christ as a Savior. So on that day, he turned his life completely over to Jesus Christ, and he realized this. Yeah, things were bad. He nearly lost everything. He was facing complete, utter bankruptcy. But God reminded him on that day that he would take care of him. You know, I think that's a lesson that you and I need to learn. That God will take care of us. That God is my source. You say, well, I'm a, I'm a self-made man, a self-made woman. I've done it all by myself. No, you haven't. Because we have to rely upon God. God loans us our breath every single day. God loans us the ability to think and reason. God allows us the ability to go to our job every single day. And J.C. Penney left that sanitarium with peace and joy and passion and purpose. And in the mid-1930s, his, his finances began to turn around. He started another department store, which we know as J.C. Penney. This happened, this transformation happened. Get this, understand this. It happened when he was 55 years old. There's a lot of people that's 55 and they're ready to give up. They're ready to quit. I like that song we singing a while ago, you know. As long as we're still alive, God's not finished with us yet, all right? I don't know what the said, but in essence, that's what, that's what the song says. As long as we're breathing, as long as we're living, God is not done with us yet. At the age of 55 years old, he, he, he started this J.C. Penney store. It began to grow. It began to flourish. God began to deal with him about his giving. And in the second half of his life, I'm talking about progressive offerings, J.C. Penney gave Understand this, 90% of his income to the work and to the gospel of Jesus Christ. He gave to over 100 religious organizations. He lived to be 95 years old. He lived another 40 years. And he left an empire of 1,600 J.C. Penney stores. These are facts that I share with you today. They're facts today. Progressive giving, level four giving is, is giving over and above the tithe. Why? Why would we want to do that? Because we know this, progress comes at a price. And as we begin to give, it's an example to other people. David gave. He challenged the leaders to give. They begin to give. All the common people saw the king give, the leaders give. The common people begin to give. It was a powerful example. The progressive offering was a powerful example to them, and they knew this. Because they'd given that progressive offering, it was possible to do a progressive mission, to do a progressive, have a progressive ministry, to build a progressive place of worship, to build the temple. They knew it was possible. They knew it was possible. Amen. Let, let's close the day with prayer. And then we'll spend a few moments worshiping God after we've prayed. Dear God, this morning, we just thank you, Lord, today for your faithfulness. You are always faithful, God. You are our source today. You are a source of health, of, of strength, of blessing. You are a source physically, mentally, spiritually, 
financially. You are a source, dear God. May we know that. May we learn that today. And God, help us to stop depending upon ourselves. Yes, we've got to work hard. Yes, we've got to get up every single day and give it everything that we've got. But God, these are gifts and talents that you have lent to us. God, help us to be faithful in everything. I pray, God, that if we've just learned to step up to consistent giving or percentile giving or tithing or progressive giving, whatever, where we're at today, God, take us where we are right now, God, and let us begin to move out in faith, in faith believing, knowing that you're our source. And God, take that offering and bless it. Take that giving and bless it. And may many people be saved. May many people be one and come and know Christ as a personal Savior because of our gifts, because of our giving. And we thank you for these things in Christ's name. Amen. Hey, stand with me this morning and just spend a few.